means all right we are live we are recording what's going on everyone welcome back to t3g this is the tangents podcast my name is dalborn today we have a very special guest we've had uh him on the show before and this is mike emirates how you doing mike hey how's it going man thanks for having me on for sure man always a blast with you um, we, uh, we talked, we have a segment on our podcast called passion as a business. And we, we discuss kind of the creative rise as you, as you go, as you go from the beginning to deciding what you want to do in life and, and then working through kind of making that your, your day to day and your, your day job. So, wow, you know, we okay. talk to people at various stages, people who have been doing it, people who are at the top, you know, award-winning directors and producers and such. Those were our first couple guests. That was a fun time. Nice. And then people who are in the middle and people who have, like yourself, been through the movie industry and and now are working in, uh, <laughs> in I mean, you, you have, you've, you worked on films, yeah. you know, okay. Sure, I've never sure, worked sure. on a film. <laughs> that's, I, that's I, still, I, that's still a goal for me. <laughs> that's still a long game. On a daily basis. I have to remind myself I've done anything. So <laughs> 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 I often wake up and feel like, what have I ever actually done? <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal problem <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you on a couple different subjects uh first of all you're currently working on a comic book series so mm-hmm. it's being complex yep. um is that that's going that, that's planned for uh full metal right or not full metal uh, heavy metal I've got some ideas on where I want to take it. I, I do okay. want to pitch it to Heavy Metal, um, Heavy Metal Magazine. Huge fan of that magazine for God since I was a kid. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm exploring some other options. For I, sure. I think for at least the first issue, I'm, I may just publish the first issue. It's sort of an introductory, extra long issue. It's not going to be the same length as the rest of them. But it introduces all the characters, the the gist of what the experience will be like reading these these comics. That I think I might self-publish just to get the word out. You know, I, I can't expect the publisher to take something I haven't, you know, shown that there's even any interest in it. For sure, for sure. But yeah, for me, I think the the, the long-term goal, the the end goal for for anything that I create, I'd like to go the publishing route, um, at least for a while. I don't know. I kind of believe in the gatekeeper system a little bit, just as uh, a proving grounds. You know, they they put a lot of money on the line to try to make their product successful and I, I feel like crossing that threshold and getting that permission to be a part of that is that's something that I want to experience I, I think it would help me in the long run too even if I do my own uh, self-publishing you know endeavors that kind of thing oh that's awesome mm-hmm. um, and I, I dig that I dig that that was kind of a when I was first thinking about a comic book series my whole thing was like i'm gonna go to image i mean like way way back like <laughs> sure. my my first like when i was in high school still my whole thought was like marvel or bust <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and and dude dude my plan was i'm gonna come to them i had planned out my like what i call my magnum opus comic uh yeah. it the the planned issue count is like 100 plus like full <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and i was That's gonna career comic exactly and i was like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna be like i'm gonna have it all plotted out i'm gonna be ready and i'm gonna be like listen it's all or nothing marvel <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was that was my big plan when i was younger and then uh my my girlfriend at the time was like but why would they say yes <laughs> like why would they like, 
why would they take such a commitment with no proof of concept? <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, here, kid, have a sticker. <laughs> be on your way. <laughs> like, uh, you should leave before we throw you out. Like, <laughs> Wow. But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I dig that, man. And, and that, like, just, like, thinking about that more, I, I personally thought about, like, well, my whole goal is to get it out regardless. So whether mm-hmm. that's, like, yeah. I, I got to put out the first five, ten issues solo and then kind of proof of concept that, show the interest, and then push that mm-hmm. to the next level, etc. Like, I don't care how it comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm writing that story. So yeah. it was very yeah. much like, for me, it was like, all right, cool. Let's say, you know, I go the Brian, Brian Michael Bendis route. Like, he did, like, five years at, at Image with Powers, and then he signed the deal with Marvel, and then he was at right. Marvel with Powers for a long time. Like, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Well, <laughs> I think that's important, too. Like, um, Alan Moore had said something uh, along the lines of, if you... Uh, you have to kind of put aside um, the the concepts of like uh, fear and success, like both of them. You have to kind of like just work on something for the sake of, uh, or what did he say? Without um, without uh, without lust of result is what he said. Hmm. So you know, not obsessing about the good or the bad of what could come, but just taking on an endeavor because you believe in that endeavor. And I, I agree. I, I totally I I believe in that too. Like work on the thing first and, and then figure out what to do with it. You know, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. Like if you're truly embedded in the professional world, then your, your life is dealing with a lot of pitches, you know, cause you're already there. You could walk down the hall to the editor and say, Hey, what do you think of this? Right. Got this guy on it, got this guy on it. Is there something here? So there's, there's a way to do it like that too. But I think as an independent, one of the most important, I was just talking with my wife about this last night. One of the most important things is that you actually believe in whatever it is that you're doing, you know, like just for the sake of it existing. You look at the Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird came up with that because they were trying to make each other laugh, you know, like right. that was the goal. That was the ultimate goal of that property. And it, it became something that we all enjoyed. Like we right. all share that same amusement with the absurdity of it because right. it was genuine because it, it was made for that purpose and and so anyways yeah i i try to think about things like like that now like yeah i'm, I'm finishing this just because because i want to do it right because it it needs to come out of me and i've got these other things to do with it kind of in the back of my mind but at the same time I try to not think about them <laughs> at least until like this first issue is done and then i'll figure out okay what do i do with it now what's the plan for this thing for Where sure should it go you know um because it gets distracting it definitely gets distracting at least for me um i like to really try to pretend like none of that exists and i know a lot of people don't feel that way too even some of my friends but um you know i it's for me personally that works <laughs> for sure i mean like like, we'd all be lying if we said that we didn't think, oh, like, what would a movie look like? What would a video game look like sure. of this thing? Like, well, we we all think about that. Like, man, yeah. this would look really cool on a big screen, right? But, like, you can't you can't plan for that. You can't be like, no. all right, let me write this for the big screen. Like, unless yeah. you're writing a screenplay. Otherwise, like, if you're writing a comic, if you're writing a novel, whatever you're writing, whatever you're creating, like, it's got to be for that thing, for, for the oh, existence yeah. of that thing. I mean, you look, look at something like uh, Wanted. Wanted is one of my favorite, like, mm-hmm. like the creatively, like, the story arc it went through. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking hilarious to me. Because they wrote, they were trying to pitch a movie originally. <laughs> and then they went to, like, four <laughs> or five studios, 
No one was fucking having it. And then he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to make a comic book then. The huh. Wanted comic book came out. Outstanding read, by the way. Way better than the movie. Like, Interesting. So, like, it's so fun because it's like this, the the, the whole uh, uh, brotherhood or whatever they call themselves, um, they, they're they like all former villains, not former villains, they're all villains who won. So like the main dude, <laughs> oh, wow. the main dude is essentially Lex Luthor. And one of the gags that they talk about in there, he's like, do you remember how I like got the reporter to kill her super-powered boyfriend with, with a huh. radioactive condom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, it's just like these, like, and it, 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 but it, it was such a good story. So then when they were like, oh, now we have, like, now we have interest and now a movie's going to m- get made. Yeah, and that's it, funny. So there, there's this whole process, right? So, like, you got to do the thing for what, it, for what you're doing. Like, obviously, the oh, movie yeah. wasn't going to work. No one was having it. It was probably too early is what it was. It wasn't right at that superhero era. Sure. So, because it, pl- it, 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 and if they were pitching it the way they wrote the comic, that wasn't ever going to, that was never going to get filmed. <laughs> like, that would yeah. have essentially been just like a parody movie. Yeah. But then they. It is interesting. There are things that you can do in comics that you just can't do in any other medium. That's 100%. Just, it's very special in that way. And, and vice versa with anything else, too. There's certain things that are just meant for, for the medium that they're presented in you know oh yeah like we'll never see a squadron supreme movie from marvel they'll never be a squadron supreme <laughs> mcu movie because it's I'm essentially the justice that we league. got an avengers movie even that was a, a big accomplishment <laughs> granted the way that they did it worked for film like if they really wanted to throw all those characters on screen i, I don't know if that would work i think that would break under the weight but but we got the closest thing possible to i that, mean like endgame endgame was heavy endgame yeah, had a yeah ton, but like you see the problem in endgame because what did everyone get? Seven seconds, ten seconds, yeah, like exactly. minute and a half. Like you, it, it, yeah. it, it really, like you said, it's it's for the medium that it's in. Like you can do, like the the early when when the Avengers came back from Heroes Reborn in '97, when they did that first issue and the cover had like every Avenger on it. It was by uh, by by Byrne. Um, mm. I don't know why I can't think of his first name for some reason. Uh, John Byrne, John Byrne. <laughs> like it's the it's the name it's the g- most John generic Byrne. name I couldn't think of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, John Byrne did the cover, and it's like two hundred Avengers. Like it's everyone who's ever been an Avenger, and you're just like, yeah, you could never put that on screen. Like it's just yeah. not possible. Plus, like yeah. not even thinking about like the rights issues and stuff like because a bunch of X Men and a bunch of Fantastic Four members have been Avengers. Yeah, uh, like it, it. It was just like like you said. It, it would be like a ten minute long pan. Of just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of like the scene in, in Endgame where they come back, like all, bit, all the yeah. all the all the gates <laughs> open. Dude, I wept. I wept. I cried a little bit. I was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. But like, you know, what's funny about there's like a meme going around that's uh that scene, but they keep having different people from like every movie imaginable coming through the portals. Nice. Got, like Neo, the Ghostbusters, Lord of the Rings, like, and it, I think the movie's about like ten minutes long, just introduction after introduction. Oh wow, the Simpsons, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I like that. That's really good. But that's like that. That's yeah. It would it would be this enormous thing, and even then, like you had all these people show up. And it was cool, but, like, I really wanted to see Rescue in action. And we did. But I swear, if she's on screen for more than a minute, I'd be blown away. Like, if you added it all up. It was awesome. And, like, the scenes that they had with her, 
her and Tony fighting back to back. I'm like, they've been practicing in those five years. They've been practicing. They haven't just been dicking around. (laughs) (laughs) A little off screen storyline. Right. I'm saying like, where's, where's, where's the mini series of the five years where like they had a kid and, and practice doing armor fights. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in the next phase. (laughs) Right. Right. Dude. They just, they just released a, the infinity saga box set i saw that it's like super expensive too right like oh yeah i mean it's 23 movies it's <laughs> a lot <laughs> but it's funny because it's like oh it comes with digital it comes with 4k and blu-ray discs hmm. and then it comes with the digital code and i was like would you ever actually put one of those discs in now unless you're like a big 4k <laughs> person and you would put the 4k sure. disc in but like would you ever put a disc in if you had the digital copies no you would just open itunes or whatever and play it yeah I'm not, you know, I'm not even really a huge collector either. So for for us with movies, we only buy digital. Like we'll do the Amazon Prime thing. We got like a pretty decent Amazon collection or whatever. I just, I don't know. Having a stack of DVDs and all that, I just can't do it anymore. So yeah. as, as cool it's, as it's that too would much. be, it's too much. You know, it's too much to deal with. Rather, like, like if I wanted a cool memorabilia thing of yeah. like the Avengers movies, I'd probably just like do a painting myself and print it on a cardboard box and stick right. it on my shelf. Right. <laughs> like I, I own um, the first Star Trek movie, the, the new of the new ones. Uh, hmm. The only reason I own it is because I worked at Target at the time when it came out, and it came as a, a Enterprise, and the saucer section opens, and that's where the disc is. Oh, that's cool. And like that's the only reason I bought <laughs> it because I'm like. I really love, like, I love the movie. So I'm like, but, like, to have, this is like a, I don't even have to play the disc. Like, this is just a cool piece to have. And yeah. it was like 15 bucks. It was on sale. And I was like, mm, yeah, why wouldn't I do this? Like, like I don't <laughs> have. Some cool stuff like that. Like, I'm there's saying. There's a Terminator collector edition with, like, the big Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, all the discs, like, pop into the back of its head. I love yeah, that one. Uh, cool. The the first first phase came in, uh, the, the the cube box or the cube uh, briefcase oh, cool. so the briefcase opens and all the discs are in there the second cool. phase was the 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 guardians that globe from the power gem oh, the power okay. stone yeah. uh that opens up and all the discs are in there uh they haven't done like a fancy one for phase three though and i was like man <laughs> they just went wow. with the they were like you bought those for three hundred dollars a piece no no, no. Yeah. now you get to buy this like thousand dollar collection the whole thing right yeah and it's just a box too. It's not even like that. No, yeah, the it's not exactly. Exactly. I was saying like the phase three should be uh, the the Tony Stark, the Iron Man gauntlet. Yeah, uh, with the stones. Yeah. Like that would be, that would be I the would. best way to do it. Because then you have like this real they, cool. And they've got it planned. That's like next Christmas they're gonna come out with that. Too. Oh, for sure. Oh, you for bought sure. it before, but what about this? <laughs> <one>? <laughs> yeah. uh, next Christmas we'll have two more MCU movies and an MCU show because. Um, I think Captain Marvel, or I mean, rather, uh, Captain America and Falcon is going to be. See, they call it Falcon, or uh, they call it Falcon and, and uh, Winter Soldier, but it's going to be Captain America and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, I just, there's no reason for it not to be. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just to start off, they'll call it that, just so people don't get confused. Right. Or, I mean, I'm thinking. Get their pitchforks. Well, supposedly, supposedly the pitch <laughs> of the show is that the government doesn't want him to be Captain America, and I was like, huh. why the fuck would the government care? Yeah, like <laughs> just him right <laughs> like also are we are we i mean everybody's back like all the people on, on the planet are back are we 
are we just ignoring the Sokovia Accords going forward? Like, that's less, like, what I'm interested in. Like, the the political aspects of the whole thing. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it seemed like in the in the comics. Like, after the Civil War, they had this, the Secret Invasion. And because the Secret Invasion, like, Tony Stark failed at his job as, like, the big head honcho, they put Norman Osborn in charge because that's a fucking smart idea. Uh, of course, that derailed because he's Norman Osborn. Uh <laughs> And, uh, and when, 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 like, after that, it was, like, the Heroic Age, and everybody was an Avenger again, and I guess hmm. the, the Registration Act was just like, eh, we're just gonna forget that. Like, <laughs> just gonna, that never happened. Because <laughs> like, the whole thing, like, because I'm reading, uh, I'm reading the Spider-Man, I haven't read Spider-Man in ages, so I was like, I actually read it right up until Civil War, so I was like, let me just pick mm-hmm. up after that and just catch up. Yeah. So I'm catching up through like all these eras very wow. quickly. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it. So because I, I started with when um, they broke him and Mary Jane up to like <laughs> to save Aunt May, and I think that's bullshit because like she's an old lady, let her die. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> she's already died that's once. Terrible. Like <laughs> she already died once and she came back. She's dead to me. Like. <laughs> Like she's the old like like MCU Aunt May, she's got many years ahead of her. But like <laughs> Sam Raimi Aunt May, eh, she's had a life. <laughs> yeah. It's time, Aunt May. <laughs> like, like, yeah, she took a bullet for him, but like I mean, better way to go out than like heart attack in the middle of the street. Like Jeez. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm an asshole. Like <laughs> But it's, it's just very interesting to see kind of, like, how it goes. And it's, like, we literally, you know, like, one issue, he was still, like, being hunted by the police because he's a, you know, a unregistered superhero. And the next mm-hmm. issue, he's running around with the Avengers, and now he's official again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're just going to ignore the past three years or whatever? Like, because oh, that's... Just Am I still on? Yeah. Okay. My, both my screens just went black and the audio cut out. Oh, weird. It's back now. Uh, what the heck was that? Sorry. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> but yeah, so it's yeah. It, it I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I hope. I really, really hope it doesn't go down the route that the Sam uh, Sam Wilson Captain America comic went, because that went down this route of no. Like it, they wrote it. Imagine if there was a world. Imagine in our world if you saw in a world, in a world where the <laughs> only news is Breitbart. Oh wow! Okay. So like, essentially that's what it was. It was like everyone in America fucking hated him, and the only people that wanted him to be Captain America and liked him were in the hood, and they were black. And what? I was like, what the fuck is? Because like they, the extreme. <laughs> exactly, they wrote this really really extreme storyline. Like, listen, I'm not gonna be confused in that like some people won't like him to be Captain America I get that sure. but don't say that essentially that is everyone else besides the hood <laughs> like mm-hmm. like and then they really had him come out and be like like just take a swing like oh I'm gonna be like the Captain America for the streets right and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean cool but like Captain America's supposed to save the country like whole country yeah. <laughs> like I don't know it just they they really the way they approached it it was really heavy handed and it goes into like the kind of culture right now in storytelling and filmmaking in a lot of things where it's like, here is the lesson, eat it. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, show, don't that's tell, like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's actually been my main criticism with, I, I, regardless of politics, my main criticism of storytelling in general is that if you have a message that you're trying to get across to people, mm -hmm. you can't just, you know, slap it on the forehead of the main character because you're never going to reach the audience that actually needs to hear your message. If you're, yeah. if you're really trying to convince people that something that you think or you believe is is worth listening to that that doesn't already think that you're never going to get through to them giving them the poster child for the thing that they're already against right. it's just that it doesn't work like that and you have to be subversive you have to surprise people with something where they are they're following along they think a certain way they they feel for a certain character and then oh whoa this character is a representative of this group that I didn't think I liked, and now I see a different perspective of them. That's how you change people's minds. For sure, a hundred percent. Chamber bullshit. But Super you know. Supergirl. I don't know if like I think we've talked about this a couple times before, but like Supergirl is <laughs> a huge example of this. But like yeah. on both ends of it, it's an example yeah. on both ends because like the the when they tackled the immigration issue last season, they were so fucking heavy handed about it the first half of the season. And hmm. I don't know if they, like, fired the fucking writing staff or something. Because literally, <laughs> it went from that to, like, oh, Lex Luthor is behind everything and now we have a superhero story. Hmm. Like, I get that Lex Luthor was trying to stoke the flames of hatred and all that stuff. And then we uh -huh. dealt with Lex Luthor in the second half of the, the, the season. And I was like, see, that, season, that part of the season was so good and so well done. We still touched on the immigration stuff. We still touched, but, like, through the lens of a superhero... Whereas everything, because they even changed the intro, and she was like, I'm an immigrant of Krypton. And I was like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? But then, like, they also were, they were also dealing with, like, they really lay it on thick on Supergirl. Like, it's like, we're not doing yeah. one thing, we're doing all the things. Yeah. Uh, because they also had, they introduced a new character last season, uh, Dreamer, uh, who mm. is a trans character, and was being played by a trans woman. And they, they thankfully did not like heavy hand that and there was a moment um it really like really well written scene uh turns out she got the powers and uh they're they're it, she's an alien uh but she got the powers from her mother that her sister's been training for for her whole life and hmm. um there's this whole thing where like her sister freaks out on her and she's like blah 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 she's like i don't even understand how you got the powers you're not even a real woman and i was like yo, you can't fucking... Say, like, that's a really fucking... That's, like, a really aggressive thing to say. But, like, right there, I was yeah, like... but, I mean, that's, like... They, you, we have to experience that. Right, we have exactly. To teach people that we can have conversations, that people are allowed to have an opinion and that we can talk about it. And right. What, what better place to do it than in a story, in a fictional environment? A hundred percent. Good for them for doing that. I was just... I was expect that way. I was know? expecting Supergirl to be like, you can't say that. <laughs> but like they just let it they just let it hang and i was True. like oh okay. shit like that was the right way to write that scene like it yeah. wasn't this like oh let me explain why this is a bad thing like sure I, even if she did even if they did decide to go that route like i don't know just trying to disguise the fact that these people with uh, conflicting opinions exist is uh, oh yeah he's <laughs> a overly used term problematic um it is though, because the world's a messy place. No, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I like yelled at my friend the other day. We were talking about something, and she said, she like overgeneralized Republicans. That was she was like Republicans, this, this, and this. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. 
I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're generalizing. I'm like, and the entire problem we have with every debate right now is generalizing. Hmm. You say the thing, but you're saying that everybody in that group across the board, I'm like, plus like you're saying that I forget what the art, the discussion was in, in, in specifics, but like essentially you're, you're applying just like when, uh, when Hillary in 2016 called all Trump supporters deplorables. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking stupid. For the most yeah. part, when it comes to Even politics, if you hate the guy. I mean, people yeah. are people. Not every person exactly. is a politician. Exactly. You know? People could be making decisions for things that they're they're passionate about. A hundred percent. That's the thing. Most in the people' best interest of their families and yeah. their lives. Most people are single issue voters. There are probably there are, there were people that were <laughs> yeah. in in a small town in in North Dakota. They, sure. you know, the factory that was in the town shut down. There's 700 people in town and now there's no jobs and they heard jobs. They don't care about anything else. They need a yep. job because they like to survive. Yep. That's what they latched onto. That's it. Like most people are single issue voters. Like, and it, totally. it just, it, that's why I get upset when anybody generalizes When somebody says, oh, fucking libtards or everyone says like, oh, fucking conservatives or Re- Republic. Like, <laughs> Dude, like, it's all stupid. Like, yeah. have real conversations. And that's why I don't like general terms. Like, the term racist is fucking stupid to me. Because people get defensive about it without even trying to figure out why they're why they're hearing that. Mm-hmm. They hear racist like, nope, I'm not a racist, dude. And, like, <laughs> but you're being hateful right now. Like, you call somebody sure. hateful, you explain to them why they're being hateful. That might give them something to think about. But, like, they <laughs> hear racist like, I'm not fucking racist. Yeah, like my, just co- my cousin's married to a black guy. Anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, they don't even have meaning anymore. It's like you you just like slapped someone in the face. It's there's no context to it. Exactly, at all. people just exactly. they hear it, they react, and that's that. Exactly, it's just it's it's yeah. a it's a visceral thing. Like, and that's why to get back to the storytelling, like that's that's why I really don't like when it's this like super heavy handed, which I hear I haven't seen it yet, but I hear that's that's what's going on with uh, the new. Uh, Charlie's Angels movie that it's just like ugly, I didn't even ugly. know there was gonna be a Charlie's Angel movie. Really, I see a lot about. of trailers for it. I see a lot of trailers. <laughs> I really like. I was psyched for it. I actually, yeah. for the first time in anything I've seen, I thought Kristen Stewart looked fun. Like <laughs> she looked like she had emotions, and I thought that was a, that was a change, a welcome change. I thought, uh, but like it just, I I was excited. It was uh, Naomi Scott was in there who was uh, uh, Jasmine, and she was uh, the pink Power Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. Like, I was in. I was in for the whole thing. And, it like, the jokes were fun. It Like, the trailer made it look good. I know a lot of people are saying, like, the first trailer was garbage or whatever, but I was like, nah. Like, the only thing so far that I felt was garbage was the song that with, like, <laughs> Ariana Grande and somebody else. I forget, like, it was not a good fucking song. Like, I watched it because, like, the last time there was a Charlie's Angel song, it was fucking, um, I think it was, was a Survivor. Like, uh, I, I think know. it was Survivor. I think it was Survivor by Destiny's Child. And that was a banger back in the day, you know? So I was like, let me hear this song. And it was like, oh, this is fucking awful. Like, this is not a good fucking song. Um, so I was like, eh, well, hopefully the movie's better. But then I saw the trailers and I was like, all right, I'm down. Uh, and it's like it's got like Patrick Stewart. It's got Elizabeth Banks. Like Elizabeth Banks is producing and directing. Like, wow. I'm I'm in. Like I love Elizabeth Banks. She's fucking great. So like and then she gets on fucking she gets on an interview 
and she basically says like, oh, well, Wonder Woman and, and, and Captain Marvel did well because they're in a male genre. Apparently superheroes are a male genre. And that's I why mean, that's kind of going against a, a big part of the the comics movement in the modern age, right? Is that <laughs> more and more people are discovering that it's for a lot of different people? Yep. Like what? Yep. What? Yep. To say to say what? that superheroes are a male genre, and, and she's like, no, no, it's like, don't get me wrong, like I'm glad that those movies did well, but like the people, like she was basically saying that people went to see them not because there was a Captain Marvel movie or because there was a Wonder Woman movie, it's because they were like building up to justice league or building up to avengers and i was like uh, mm, i disagree i think there are some people so, that probably did that but i would yeah. say most people like i was i really enjoyed captain marvel i really enjoyed wonder woman as yeah, standalone what movies those, what about all those little kids that just completely latched on to uh to wonder woman as a just as a character they weren't yeah. even alive for this entire you know <laughs> right. infinity saga like I don't know. It, it blew me okay, away. So it fight a stereotype away. by insinuating another stereotype. Exactly. Exactly. And she was saying like, oh, uh, she's like, if this movie doesn't, her quote is, if this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a Hollywood stereotype that men don't go see female-led action movies. And I was like, that is so stupid. Are you kidding me? That's probably, uh, that's probably the main target audience for a female-led action movie. That's like a fantasy thing. Right. For men. Right. For sure. <laughs> I'm, I am currently... Writing a comic right. about a female-driven action hero. Ah, oh, yes, yes. I want to see it and need more of it. <laughs> what the fuck? Like what a like what a silly way to look at it, man. Oh, like my gosh. I just like, and that's the thing is like you're trying to blame it on something, but like what I'm hearing, <laughs> what I'm hearing from people. Now, granted, people react the way they do, so I'm I'm still reserving judgment until I see the movie. But what I'm hearing is that it's very heavy-handed. In like it's feminism portrayals, like okay. very heavy-handed, and I was like, well, if it's like preachy, I could get why people don't want, don't like it. Sure, yeah, but like that, but also like I said, I, I reserve judgment until I see it because I was into it. I was into the trailer, and I haven't seen anything that would make me think that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm yeah. I'm still gonna go see it, and it's and I've I've said this many times. Like we, Hadis and I talked about this when Alita came out. We said if Alita didn't make money. And that wasn't that. oh my god you break my heart because i'm literally what i'm about to say is i'm like if alita <laughs> doesn't make money i'm like that's not that like that's not a a, a men thing that's a woman thing like if women are trying huh. to support female-led like okay. action movies go see these female-led action movies even if you were to break half of the female population in the u.s down like if you took half of the u.s population that are female and said even half of that, I think that ends up being something like 50 million. I think, I forget, we did the math. Uh, and like that at the minimum, like five to seven bucks a ticket, you're doing all right. <laughs> like, well, like right now, right now it's done, uh, it's done only like, I think it's only done like 28 million over the weekend. Wow, that's pretty and only movie. Yeah, and only eight in the U.S. Oh, yeah, Whoa. and like wow. you can't, you can't. Uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, uh, Hottest is uh, is live watching us here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, we're live. Yeah, we are live on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. Um, oh, wow. cool. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. Like, if this movie fails, it's not because of men. 
it's because women who and again this this to me is like when you get on this is why like social media activism doesn't fucking do anything like there's only so much awareness you can do if every woman in america shared that like the trailer and every woman in america saw it but none of them went to see the movie it doesn't matter how many fucking people shared it right yeah that you i could, could agree with like you could say like like if everyone shared uh um uh, you know like the pipeline i just watched a video that was from like 2017 so like if you go back to like the pipeline and if everyone just shared like oh there's gonna be this pipeline but no one went to standing rock right nothing yeah. would have happened it would have just well, went down as it did i mean granted it still went down so like right you could argue that nothing really happened but <laughs> that's a bigger a very nihilistic approach yeah that's a, that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's a that's a bigger that's a bigger <laughs> thing but like it is what it is what's gonna happen <laughs> whether right. i get involved or not <laughs> but it's like certain things like Which maybe that's you true, know like know. like the people like when donald trump was running for president and he didn't do his speech in chicago Mm-hmm. Um, it's because there was a protest of like hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, it was like huge. we don't fucking want you here. Get the fuck it out. Was huge. Yeah, get the <laughs> fuck out. We don't want to hear your shit. And uh, it's funny. A friend of mine on Facebook was like, "They're they're preventing him from exercising his right to free speech." I'm like, "No, you have the right to free speech, but you also have the right to face the consequences. If a whole city decides we don't want to hear it, you don't get to talk." Like, he could have still done it though. Yeah. He's the one that decided not. Yeah, yeah, to. yeah. It was like a security concern or whatever. I'm like, nah. Like, yeah. it, it, it's once once there, you have to have a physical action to actually show support. That's 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 what it is to me. When Alita came out, yeah, and oh, for sure. When because when the whole Disney Fox thing went down, um, they they were like, oh, Alita might not get a sequel. And she, the actress, posted on social media like, "Hey guys, make sure you support the movie once it comes out on dig- on disc and digital. Like, we got to show them that you know people want a sequel." The day it came out, I bought it at full. It was like twenty eight fucking dollars. I bought it at <laughs> full price digitally, like, Damn. because I'm 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 want I want a sequel. So for me, like, I mean, you look at something like Riddick when the the last Riddick movie came out. Uh, before that, it did nothing in theaters. But then it had such a huge Blu-ray run that they approved a sequel. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, everyone, I'm like, if you, if you support, like, if you want to see something, you need to take that physical action. You need to buy a copy to make sure that the next one gets made. Like, you need to show that physical monetary action as far as like movies and stuff like that. Same thing with, same thing with comics. And I think a lot of people don't realize like how important singles are. Like you gotta, you gotta buy the singles. Like, are they eventually gonna go to a quarterly trade release as opposed to selling singles? Probably. Like realistically speaking, that would be the smart move. Yeah. Realistically speaking, they what they should do, they should sell two dollar copies digitally, like digital only, and then put out a fifteen twenty dollar trade every three months. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Definitely need some changes. But I, I agree with what you were saying about uh, social media interaction and the responsibility of the audience, I guess, to support what they like. It's uh, it's always appreciated when people share stuff, like stuff, you know, tell yeah. other people about stuff. That's how you get the word out. But at the end of the day, if you really like a creator and you like what they're doing and you want to see them keep doing it, you got to buy stuff from them. You just 100%. Have to. I mean, it's just like... Not, you... It just is what it is. I mean... 
I, you know, I posted uh, recently about our the second anthology book because I, I got a bunch that I got to sell. And, you know, I got a fair share of people that are sharing it and stuff like that, but none of that's helping me right now. Right. <laughs> I'll be honest about it. But that's a lot of creators. I'm not trying to share like a sob story for myself. It's just, it's kind of the reality of it. You see it around the holidays. You see it when there's a big book. A lot of people come out and show support by liking, saying that they'll tell their friends or whatever. And all of that's super appreciated. But the better thing to do would be to buy the book. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if uh, especially an independent creator, if they don't have enough money to cover the expense of having created that book, it's back to the day job. I mean, I know a couple of people that have had their, their, you know, they've either dipped their toe in the professional world or they're in it right now. Even they have to take day jobs. Uh, one of my good friends is a, an inker who's worked on a ton of DC comics over the years. Oh, wow. He's going, he's a dishwasher right now. He's oh, not. Oh, wow. I mean, and I mean, I'm not knocking the, the job. Everyone's got to do what they got to do, but it's not fair. He's got a lot under his belt. He, he's, he does good work, um, you know, but because he didn't make enough on his own self-published, you know, his first endeavor out into the self-published world. Right. Um, it's not, you know, things aren't coming together for him, you know. Sure. And, uh, and that's super sad. Um, of course, I supported the campaign and all that, but I I, I, I bought the comic like that was the way to do it if more people i mean 100 100 percent. i mean like might not be to, to go back to the to the volume two like if no one if everyone if everyone if everyone that you and i and every person that was involved in the 100s knew like if every person that we all knew shared the, mm. the campaign but no one bought it it wouldn't matter yeah, it really, it really it wouldn't. Would. It wouldn't have gotten printed. <laughs> Nothing would have happened. No, like yeah, you, that's people have to too. buy it. People have like you have to have that physical action. Like there's there's just yeah. no way around that. Yeah. Like I see it a lot too. There, I was having a conversation with a couple people recently who are having a lot of trouble with their campaigns. They're not, they're not making enough. It's not going to happen unless some miracle happens at the very end and they fully fund their their book isn't even getting made. And so you think about that, like I couldn't even imagine that's time spent on pages, on writing. I mean, even just thinking about the thing before you even get to the point of actually creating it. And I think if creators were to actually tally up all those hours they've spent, oh my gosh, that's a lot of time sunk into what they're doing. And uh, if you want to see them succeed, you just have to buy the book. And it's it's usually not even that much. I mean, compared to what you're already buying, oh, yeah. it's a little, I don't know, but that, that's a hard thing to try to convince people of you know you got very appealing things out there netflix and disney plus now and all kinds of other things sure you know that bills all that stuff adds up but yeah if you really want to see independent stuff succeed you have to support it monetarily and and more so than the other stuff sometimes oh yeah you have to sacrifice a month of netflix or whatever to do it if you really believe in it which is extreme but but yeah, it's a it's an uphill battle for indie creators for sure. Yeah, I think a oh. lot of people don't even realize that getting into it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's an entirely different universe than than any yeah. job than any job. Like th- this is yeah. the only job that requires three to five times the amount of effort that any other job does. <laughs> for, for three to five times less. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Get about a yeah. third of the money for about three times the work. Uh, you know, it's the thing. It's the thing at work that they do to you. You know, like I'm doing. Mm-hmm three to four people's jobs at work now like they they've, yeah. they've added on responsibilities and stuff but uh they didn't raise my pay for that right like, <laughs> so this but this it, but you know and the flip side is yeah you get less money and you're doing three times the work but you are following something that you're you're really passionate about 
True. And that's that. And that to me is like, it, it's it's just so much more important. Like the satisfaction of completing something of your own, and just like I have done this thing, and th- like mm-hmm. that was my purpose is to do this thing. Mm-hmm. That to me is like a hundred times more important than anything I do at a job. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I've always felt the same, and that's why I've either been let go <laughs> or, or had to go other jobs, because it's like, I know I'm taking a longer break, but yeah, I'm working on this comic, can't you see? <laughs> Never really did well in regular jobs. They'd find me in the stairwell or the break room drawing instead of being on the floor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that, but you, and that's, you knew very early on that creative, creative stuff was going to be your future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of those things that, like, I I have just in the last couple of years personally come to the realization that, like, my like passion is mm. storytelling. Like, I want to tell stories, regardless of the medium. You know, like, we're working on a on a, a, a comedy sketch series that's going to be video. I've been converting that into like a, a short form TikTok thing, um, huh. just to kind of mm. like and and weirdly like TikTok has like ridiculous turnover numbers dude like my yeah, last three videos on tiktok have more than the last 20 videos on my youtube channel wow like <laughs> by, wow. It, it's insane the number of views you get granted like it's less than a minute it's it's like the conversion is it's cheaper you know like the time spent yeah. is less but sure. like i'm just i'm literally doing like i'm i'm playing like i'm from the person from the character of that story that we're doing in the comedy sketch series I'm presenting like these like tech support scenarios where like fuck you don't come to me with your problems. Like uh, okay. like if you don't if you don't do what I tell telling me something about Yeah, this. yeah. So yeah. like if like and I just do like I was I did the first the first one I did I kind of did like a really quick like I actually produced it like I did two characters and then I did editing. Um mm. but then I was kind of like I'm just going to get on and I'm just going to like from the perspective of the of the tech support guy like mm-hmm. Like, cause one of the, one of the things that happened was like a dude basically said like, so you're telling me that if like, I can't get into my phone and I'm going to lose my job because I can't get access to my data because I have to wait for access. And I was like, that's not my fault. (laughs) I didn't lose access to your phone. You did. So like, I just did a quick, like, don't come to me and tell me you're going to sue me. It's not my fault. And that's all it was, but like, you know, 150 views. Wow. Like, <laughs> well, see, now from a business perspective, I wonder how that translates in like a funnel scenario. Like, what's the conversion rate of views on TikTok to people that will click through to go to your website or your store or something like that? Then, <clears throat> um, I mean, I don't know the conversion, but like, I think TikTok, um, much in the way of like uh, Instagram stories, um, mm. is a good brand building thing. Like you're going to, okay. people are going to get to know you, your face, your art style. Sure. Um, like for, for somebody, somebody like yourself, like there are a ton of art challenges on TikTok. Um, oh, and it's boy. like, and, and it's like simple, like simple stuff, not like a lot of in-depth things. I've, again, mm-hmm. I think they're like one to three minute videos at most. Yeah. Um, it, it, but it's like draw, like take an old, take an old piece that you did, draw it again and show the results. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> Simple stuff like that. So, you know, you if you were to jump onto that and just, you know, do these real quick things, you could gain just awareness of your brand. In your profile, you have a, a link to your store or whatever. 
Hmm. And that's all it is. Because that's the thing. Like, I see a ton of people's art on there, and I'm like, wow, that's really fucking good. Hmm. Uh, but, like, I'm... Well, yeah, artists flock to stuff like that. <laughs> We're always looking for right. the next thing to promote. Not not a big fan of challenges, oddly enough. <laughs> Being a big advocate for one for a few years. Right? <laughs> yeah, not a huge fan of the challenge thing, but... But still, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. They're short little videos. You can, even if you don't do challenges, you can get the word out about. Oh, 100%. Doing. I mean, people, people, what, what a lot of people will do is they'll take like a popular sound because a lot of it's sound based. I don't know if you, it, it used to be musically. Uh, mm. They got bought out by TikTok. Um, oh. It's a lot of it's music based. So like there'll be a, a popular sound clip and people would just draw under that sound clip. And they'll, huh. they'll essentially like you draw yourself, like you record yourself drawing, you like compress it down to a minute. You put it under this sound, you upload it. People that are <laughs> looking through that sound will be like, oh, what's this dude doing? They'll see it and they'll see you draw. Like, it could be your daily sketch, like, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of ways to, like, to just promo yourself. And that's what I say. Like, I was, I've been just kind of toying around with, like, other things I might do. But I was like, nah, like, I really like the idea of this, this, like, being just this character's, like, outlet of, like, yeah. this is what I, because I, I, my original thought was I was going to have him tweet. But I put like two-factor authentication on the Twitter, so every time I logged into the, to the Honest Tech Support account, it like sent me a verification code, and I had to put it in. And like it was just this extra step that I didn't want to fucking do. <laughs> so I was like, ah, fuck it. Uh, but then when I like played around with TikTok, I was like, I could just like real quick, like I pick it up, do the thing, it's uploaded, done. Like there's, it's just this instant thing. It's there. You see, like like I said, the numbers are. You know, let's see. I haven't I haven't done one in like a couple days, but let's see. Let's see what my last three do. Oh, for fuck's sake, with the ads. There are some there are some ads. <laughs> so let's say like my last video is five hundred and eighty two views. Last the one before that two hundred, the one before that four twenty nine. Like thirteen hundred. The one before that three hundred. Like yeah. It, it's it's a very interesting platform. There's a ton of di- I mean, like the type of different stuff that people do on it is crazy. A lot of it's like really high production. Like there's a dude who plays like uh he's got two like series that he does uh, mm-hmm. and he does like frat house drama and there's like three or four characters and he plays all the characters and it's like <laughs> the one frat house bro is like <laughs> co- like having beef with the other frat house bro and it's just like a funny fucking series and I'm like but it's all done in a fucking minute like it's so yeah. like it, it's it's it, it is i think it's the vine for for me like i i was not into vine okay. when it came out i watched a ton of like vine compilations but vine for me at the time was just like really crazy short form stuff i remember watching yeah, yeah. watching a vine back in the day that was just like this one kid who did like 15 transitions just like on beat to a song and he was, like, in different places, in different outfits. And I was like, God, how long did this fucking take? Like, I was just, like, really impressed at the, the creativity of it, of just, like, doing this whole thing, like, 30, 40 beats or whatever. It was just, like, a like a really yeah, ridiculous thing. I'm out of the loop with all of that stuff. <laughs> it all passes me by. Because <laughs> you're working. Because you're working. You're, yes. Yeah. Are you, are you on pages? I know you were still doing a lot of uh, pre-work no, I'm stuff. I'm commissions right now. I, I have a... Uh car to pay off <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah. so the yeah i've been doing a bunch of commissions recently some i can share some i haven't for sure you know 
Best oh yeah, yeah the Batman Spawn thing. I like specific. that. Yeah, that was that turned out pretty cool. I'm actually like I'm almost done with it. I need to go back and color it, but some <laughs> interesting developments that I I'll, I could talk to you about off camera sure. came up. But I'm I'm about to get some fucking really awesome help on that one. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Maybe polish it up. That's cool. But um but yeah, just uh just commissions right now uh, and and writing uh, in the meantime cuz the I've been trying really hard for the last since I started all this to get down to a page a day. That's like the, you know, uh, epitome of, uh, of of accomplishment for any kind of comic artist trying to do, you know, comics professionally. And I I get into, you know, some conversations quite a bit about what that actually means. There's a lot of artists that can do, you know, two or four pages in a day, but for the the level of detail and, and refinement that I'm trying to go for for my work. I try to, a page a day is a very difficult jo uh, goal to reach, but um, I've been hitting it with these commissions, but I'm doing pencils, I'm doing inks, and I'm doing colors, plus, right. you know, I gotta throw in at least a day for just ideas, idea, what's that, <laughs> ideation. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I, What am I doing? What am I trying to do with this? What's the What's the point? What's the theme? What's the whatever? Um, so they're, they've been taking a roughly, you know, four days a piece, which is a, a hefty chunk of time. For sure. But if I take longer than that, they're not worth the money that I'm charging for them. So right. I have a whole slew to do. So uh, currently I'm, I'm working on an Adventure Time one that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and I got five more to do all before Christmas. And then I've got a few other uh, concept art um gigs on the uh, on the back burner for after christmas so they're they're not as pressing as as these but yeah right now it's it's all about I, I have to pay off this debt i have to pay off this car um that'll give me the peace of mind to move forward on my comic and uh, you know unfortunately i can't I, i'm doing a page a day so there's there's literally no physical time left in the day to work on the comic to actually do drawing but every day I wake up and I work on the writing, so I'm still chipping away, getting ready for it. But starting next year, my hope is that it will be paid off by then. And then the idea is to go on a quarterly schedule. So I'm hoping to get three issues out next year. And um, nice. I may, or four issues out next year. Three is probably the more likely scenario, because I see these commissions spilling over into the new year, just because it's, it's a lot of money to make in a short amount of time. But uh, with the concept uh, gigs, that may actually change things, but we'll, we'll see. With stuff like that, you know, I never count on it. I, I put it on the back burner, but until there's a down payment, people who ask for concept art never have any idea what it's actually going to cost to get concept art. And so those tend to fall through. But um, these two are hopeful, and, you know, we'll see. Right. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't mean to be getting into all my... <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so as far as the comic goes yeah the the goal ultimately is to get on a quarterly schedule and if i can you know do a page a day of each of these steps then that that's definitely a doable thing it's only a seven issue comic the way that i see it now so we've got like that longer introductory issue um which is looking at about 32 pages that's what i'm i'm shooting for um after that they're going to go down to 24 pages a piece and I'm um, going to try to wrap it up in about seven issues. And it's going to be really, really crazy ride. Whole, <laughs> so, the whole story or just like a first arc? Yeah, the whole story, everything. Um, there's um, So it's seven issues for the main story, but there are shorts that kind of go along with it. Okay. That, that's actually kind of where the idea started was this uh, 
almost like a fan art type of thing in a way, or like a fan fiction type of thing. Um, just this uh, kind of like an engine, you know, there's a, there's a premise and there's a setup and there's an order to the way things happen in each episode. And they happen to, differently, but the same things happen over and over again in different ways. Right. And so they're like little shorts, maybe like four to eight pages tops. Um, I want to do a book of those too, but currently I don't have those really penciled into any kind of schedule. They're just, I'm going to try to get those done whenever I get them done. Sure. Maybe they come out alongside of it. Maybe they come out after. I haven't really planned all that out yet, but um, at the end, what I hope to have is two books. The, the main story and then this book of shorts that takes place before the story. That's the plan there. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. The prequel volume. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's just sort of fun. It's um, it's a lot like a spy versus spy kind of thing. Meant to just be sort of this lighthearted, fun, you know, no sure. major story arc thing going on. Just this is fun and entertaining kind of thing. Um, but not a whole lot of them. Like I said, very, very short amount. As many as are interesting. <laughs> the dogs approve. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the male person came. Uh, <laughs> dropping off some goodies. I hope so. <laughs> Go lay down. No, I, I dig that. It actually, the the, the way you see, like the way you are describing it, it reminds me of, uh, of weirdly of uh, Savage Dragon. That ran for like seventy plus issues. Oh wow! Uh, and then he did a, a zero issue, which took place hmm. before the first issue, and you found okay. out that Dragon was this like, like, fucking, like, uh, what would you call him? Like a like a alien warlord. Huh. Like he was not okay. a good dude. Like <laughs> Dragon was not a good dude, but he like huh. lost his memory. I forget. I forgot the like the whole story of it. But I just thought it was like. Wow, that's like a way different. I wouldn't have thought yeah. that at all. Like, <laughs> interesting. Well, that's that's definitely not the case for this. The, you're not going to have any kind of major revelations from any of the shorts. If anything, the story is more of a re revelation about what's going on in the shorts. But yeah, they're not technically prequels in that sense of like you're going to learn something new about gotcha. the, the main story. But. But yeah, it's a, it's something that I've been kind of toying with for a really long time, and it, it wasn't until oh about a year ago that I actually like had one of those aha moments and it kind of put everything into perspective, and I knew exactly what it was that it needed to be and how it needed to be told and what kind of characters. It was just a, a flood, just all at once. Right. But I've been playing around with different iterations of it for a long time, and that, that was kind of the inspiration for the little shorts because originally that was all it was ever supposed to be was sort of this fun little uh activity i guess for myself how many different ways can i tell the same story over again it was pretty much the idea go lay down but uh stop <laughs> all stop. right fine i'll go lay down <laughs> <laughs> you know i was i was debating about what a fucking tangent i was debating about that is it lay down or lie down um i always say lie down but i feel like that's wrong I don't there's think you, a, I think you lay down. I, th I don't think you lie down. There's an old, uh, like one of those uh, sayings to you that that helps you figure it out, and I can't think of what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you tell someone else to lie down, and you go and lay down. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, that's, that's fair. I'm, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Go lay down. I'm gonna go lay down. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hashtag tangents. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's a. Uh, I dig that. Like I, I and that's kind of like the evolution of a story, right? Like you you come up with a little thing, and mm. even if it's like a complete thing in your head your brain keeps working on it and it's like, Hey, we could do this other thing and we could do this bigger thing. And now now (laughs) it's seven issues. And (laughs) yeah, well, that's the thing. And I talk about this with my friend Gaz all the time. Like, uh, and this is like my biggest advice to anyone just starting to write is like, start with a small thing because it's always going to grow into a bigger thing. You know, there's always that, that risk. Um, especially the, the less you write and finish stories. I find that that tends to be more the case, but regardless uh, even if you've written a bunch of stories it still happens and just is what it is this uh the, when i go to write though it's a little i try to have a very i let myself play for a little while i let myself have some fun figure out what it's supposed to be because i feel like you can't really get anything interesting unless you do that you got to feel like you're in the sandbox if you're going to come up with something that's fun and interesting and that other people are going to find interesting but at some point you really do have to sit down and say this is what i'm doing this is what it is and then you can look at everything you've done and you can go okay well it's not this it's not this it's not this it's not this and pluck things out i think often people do try to they, they get precious about stuff and they hold on to things too much Sisyphean complex is my perfect example of completely not being precious i've changed these characters so often my main character that i i love so much isn't even the main character anymore and that's fine with me it's not it's I've, i realize it's not about her about somebody else it's about something bigger than her and so she's taking a back seat and that's that's cool like sometimes you need to do that you need to figure out what am i actually trying to say because i don't believe in this is personal opinion believe me i've had many arguments with people (laughs) who think differently that's fine they're wrong it's okay but you know (laughs) that's fine they're wrong (laughs) i like that um you got to be saying something. Your story's got to be about something. I don't believe in entertainment for the sake of entertainment. I don't think it truly exists. I think even the things that people think is just entertainment for the sake of entertainment was trying to say something. For sure. Maybe they weren't successful at it, and therefore it's difficult to ascertain what they were trying to say. Sure. But they were trying to say something. Even Ed Wood had a reason for his movies. Good luck finding it, but he knew what they were about. He was trying to impart a message onto people. Speaking of movies and that exact subject, I watched a review. Ed Wood, really? No, just movies <laughs> oh. in general. Oh. Uh, <laughs> on that exact subject of, of of having something to say, like having your story mm-hmm. be about something. Uh, I watched a review of The Joker by uh, somebody who I generally respect opinion the opinion of, uh, Movie Bob. I don't know if you know who that is, Bob Chipman. <laughs> no, that uh, sounds awesome. He does an incredible, <laughs> he does an incredible uh, series on uh, escapist um, uh I forget what the damn name of it is for some reason, but uh, he does really cool. Uh, he did like really cool like analyses of comics, like the death of Superman stuff like that. But he does this cool. thing called comics are weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like weird shit that happens in comics. But anyway, he did a review cool. of Joker, and uh, he said that it wasn't about anything. Huh. Like a lot of things happen, but the movie wasn't about anything and i was like he's kind of not wrong like the lesson that it tries to teach at the end i feel is a little self-serving of of you've seen it right i don't want to oh yeah yeah i've seen it Um, i'm just thinking 
the whole lesson at the end that like I kind of felt like it took me out of the movie where he like has that speech. Um, mm. I did like the like result of that speech where he says like what happens when you take blah blah blah, and he mm. says what and he's like you get what you fucking deserve or like what do you get blah mm. blah you get what you fucking deserve like that was I thought it was a great punchline like yeah. I was like that's that's a great joke, uh, <laughs> uh, but like um, like that lesson that he like. Uh-huh. Like spoon, like spoon feeds you. Really, like he's like, here is the lesson of this film. Uh, <laughs> besides that, like this dude's just crazy and he's fucked up, and it's mostly not for his right. fault. Like he really can't control himself. Right. Well, I think that that I mean the 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 creators have even come out and said it's about a character study. I, I think that's what it's about. Like even in that sense, it is about something. It's about a character study. That's fair. You know, and that's they that were was... very, they were intentional about it, and it is what they intended it to be. That was it is uh... a series of things happening, but it, it's in order yeah. to present. It's this just character. about and, that, and and in that it is truly about. The Joker. Yeah. It's not about yeah. an event. It's not about a, a, a right. plot. It's about the Joker. Right. Like What's I, in, what is one explanation for how this person, this type of person, can come to be? It's, and and how does yeah. that look? Yeah. That's pretty much what it's about. Yeah. Which is loose. I'll agree. On my spectrum of the kind of stories that I personally yeah. like to write, that's not on there. I'm not into creating that kind of thing, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, it's a loose, it's it's very conceptual. It's very very yeah, it's yeah, very like a uh, artistic highbrow kind, of, kind of thing. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I really like I really feel like the whole like wrap up lesson at the end was self-serving almost to like apologize for like how mm. he is. Like not mm. apologize but like to justify what he did what he does at the end. Uh, but like, I think the best part in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it honestly, at the, honestly, I think the best part is, uh, the last scene where (laughs) he's sitting there and that, like, like the, 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 like counselor meeting or whatever. And he's thinking about Bruce Wayne and somebody had said like, what, like somebody was discussing, like, what is the, like, what is the joke? That he says, because mm. he, he, yeah. he laughs, and she's like, what? And he's like, it's a joke. He's like, I just thought of a joke. She's like, what is it? He's like, you wouldn't get it. Right. And I was like, ah. I'm like, because the way I'm thinking is, he's thinking about Bruce being abandoned by his father, and he is the one that feels like he was ab- like by the same father. Huh. And I was like, I, I dig that. Yeah, but but okay. like, he caused Bruce to be left. And like, that's, yeah. like, that's, where he fo- that's where he forms that... Uh, that kind of like sick attachment that the Joker mm. has that even says like, I think in one of, in something else he said, he says that like, he loves him. He loves Batman. Like he's mm. like, that he completes yeah. him or whatever. And I was yeah. like, that's because that's like, and I, you kind of see like, that's that like spark of like, he feels that connection. Cause they're like the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah. It was like a weird, but I was like, I get that. Uh, my wife was saying like, Oh, I thought, he like imagined the whole thing. I'm like, oh no no no! They caught him at the end for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, they caught him at the end, and then he killed that woman, and then he ran. Oh, that was that whole like credit scene. As he ran out, that was her blood on his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like, he killed that woman. <laughs> They're talking about a sequel. How do you feel about that? 
I think that's awesome. I mean, especially coming from Joaquin Phoenix, who said that he doesn't do sequels. That's that's pretty cool. That's encouraging. That would I be, like what they yeah. did, and I would like to see more of where where it's going. Now they said that they they would never have in, uh, Batman introduced into that world too, and they they've also said that they have no intention of like bringing him to that 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 you know status of what we know as the Joker in the comics, but. I would still like to see, like, the Clown Prince of Crime. They said they, they don't want to do that. But I would like to see how this progresses. Like, at the end of that movie, yeah. with that the, the flock of, the mob of people pulling him out of the car and stuff, I, that just, that felt like, okay, that, they that's the henchman. Him. They you know, deified that's him, the yeah. Henchman. We're starting something. Yeah, here, you know? they, they deified um, him at the end, and it was great. Yeah. And that, that that rang so true of how his, you know, lackeys are in the comics. He's like a cult leader. He's like a Charlie Manson. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they believe in him and they want to do his bidding. There's something about it that they just, you know, they'll sacrifice themselves for him. That was like, that was cool. We haven't seen that in any of the movies yet. We, it's always been, the focus has always been on him and not even necessarily his effect on That's true. I would, I would, that's 100% you know? true. I, haven't, I, I, I never even thought about that. But even in, in Dark Knight... Yeah, I don't it think was you, him. It, you never. I don't even think you saw any of his central. Like you saw them, but like very, yeah, vague, were, like very vaguely. Like they were there, right. but you they didn't were, hear they, from they them. Were you background didn't, characters. Yeah, they didn't react to him in any meaningful way. You know, whereas like in the comics, you get this genuine feeling of this this cult vibe. You yeah, know? and and, and I, that's I and that kind of very re- strongly at the end. It gave me chills, and it kind of reinforces the 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 Harley Quinn thing in that. Yeah. Of like yeah. they just had this mentality like Mr. J like yeah. the, they call him boss like like yep. in reverence like not yeah. just like a, not like out of requirement <laughs> like it's it's very yeah it is a very interesting character I, I'm I'm interested to see that as much as I am not interested in seeing um, Birds of Prey because that looks fucking awful uh, that looks <laughs> that looks yeah, boring I, as shit. I don't care. I heard it's like supposed to be a reboot of the Suicide Squad in some way. Well, that's or, Suicide Squad. Suicide lead Squad. into. Oh, I'm it's, sure it's supposed to set that up, though, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And they're saying that Suicide Squad is a reboot, but it is still the same actress for Harley yeah. Quinn. And no, it's the whole yeah. thing is fucking dumb. Like Dis, like uh, DC's leadership on their entertainment are, they're. I don't know what the fuck they're on. Like, <laughs> like they had Johns on, and Johns crafts a great story. Jeff Johns crafts a great oh, story. Yeah. Like, Brightest Day into Blackest oh, Night. That amazing. whole thing. Like, from the rebirth yeah. of Hal Jordan into the Blackest Night and into Brightest Day. Yep. Yep. The way that was all crafted was impeccable. Yeah, like that was the crazy story, and there were so many characters. That's what got me back into comics. Actually, I'd stopped reading for a long time, and someone had suggested, uh, you know, that as a as a gateway Not, back in. And I was like, okay, it took me a long time to read it. But. Dude, 2000, 2007 was the the kickstart point for DC mm-hmm. again. Up to that point, everything was real boring, real dumb. You had like standout mm-hmm. issues, some storylines, but like. That's when it kicked off because that's when Identity Crisis happened, which was incredible. Hmm. Um, I mean, they brought in a, a novelist, a crime novelist, to write that one. Really, wow. really, really, really good. Like who done it? Like true, like true to the spirit of who done it. Like no one fucking has a clue until nice. like everyone learns what happened. Cool. Um, Very cool. It's such a good story, and it was like out of that, 
you just had this, these like bigger and bigger and bigger things that like rebirth happened and like it just it really escalated and it, they just did a lot of really good shit and then new 52 just like shit on the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and it really the only reason it did that is because there was a lack of a lack of understanding of what everyone was doing like you had people that were like oh we're gonna reboot fully and like superman was fully mm. rebooted and like mm. they changed the way his origin and everything but then batman like all the stuff happened because they were like oh yeah remember when that thing happened like but mm. it all just happened in a more condensed time frame but i'm like that means you lost five robins you went through five robins in five years reckless it's <laughs> a lot of kids to put in danger you you had yeah. what one of them died and came back to life in that time frame that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> like god damn someone better send social services i'm over saying i'm so. saying like it was such a ridiculous thing like and it, you know you're supposed to believe like all these things like battle for the cow happened and like all this stuff it was like because they had a thing where because uh, when Grayson quote unquote died night when Nightwing was outed to the public during Forever Evil and he died uh, and went into like secret agent life he uh, he came back and he had a moment with uh, with Damien and he was like we were the best Batman and Robin I'm like wait so that happened too that oh was like God. a year <laughs> they were Batman and Robin for like a year solid like what the fuck like it, it like made no sense in, in some aspect <laughs> but then like out of that you also got like really really good shit because you got um the like i call it like the dark side of the dc universe um hmm. swamp thing ant-man or uh, animal man and um and uh, frankenstein and the agents of shade hmm. really good it's like cohesive corner of the dc universe Mo like mostly didn't interact with anybody else that like nothing else really fucking mattered Justice League Dark, like, touches into that, so, like, it kind of grows out of that, too. But, mm -hmm. like, Swamp Thing was really well done, which is why I had such high expectations for the TV series. And it, they, it set up this rule of, like, the red, the green, the gray, like, all these, like, natural like, forces kind of fighting for dominance and striving to, like, find an equilibrium. Mm -hmm. And then you find out, like, oh, Animal Man's actually a representative of the red. That's why, like, he can connect to other animals and stuff like that. Because, like, he's the, the avatar of the red just as much as Swamp Thing is an avatar of the green. And I was like, yo, that makes perfect sense. Like, that just, that washes, in my opinion. And then, like, <laughs> when they did, when they touched on the gray and the rot, like, there was this whole thing where, like, the gray took over and there was, like, a time travel, like, really, great, you know, comic books. <laughs> but uh, Frankenstein, because he's, like, undead, like, for a moment became, like, sought by the gray or the, the, hmm. the rot or whatever. It was just like a really, like, it was just really well, well fucking cohesive section. Uh, Aquaman, another great, like, standout from that corner of the universe. Like, not really superheroes. Like, he kind of had his, like, secret Justice League from, like, the 50s or 60s. Like, hmm. he used to have a Justice League that was, like, these, like, international heroes that, like, nobody fucking knows about because nobody talks about huh. it because it's kind of like a secret. I was like, this is dope. Like, come here. Jackass dog. Come here. Come here. Come on. Well, I don't know how long you uh, want to go, but I, I do have to kind of wrap this up. Oh, for sure. For sure. Errands to run and such. For sure, sir. Um, 
obviously. <laughs> uh, obviously, your socials. Uh, I've got your uh, oh, okay. Michael Emirates. Uh, so that's your Instagram. Um, right. Yeah. Um, is that's that probably the best one? Okay. Uh, Patreon. Patreon's a big one. I've been posting a lot up there lately. A lot of process stuff, um, especially on the commissions that I've been working. That's one of the only ways you could see the commissions that I'm working on finished because I I want to give them to the people first. For sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I always do a lot of in-depth stuff on my on my Patreon, um, where I'll, I'll walk through the different stages of how I do stuff. And, um, uh, I've got a lot of commissions lined up, so I'm, that's going to be a pretty regular thing until I start pages on the comic, and then I'll do it the same way with that too. So yeah, I was, Patreon's a good one. Patreon's a Patreon's a great shout out. I'm a I'm a, I'm a proud patron of Michael Emirates. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was actually I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday, uh, my my buddy Ethan, who was on the podcast last uh, last week. He mm-hmm. um, he and I had an in depth conversation about Kappa uh, and everything's happening on YouTube right oh, now. <laughs> and uh, I was saying like it's gonna get to a point like they're really trying to. Somebody I watched a video. Somebody said YouTube's trying to Disneyfy the platform, and I was like, that's hmm. kind of true. They're trying to like make it to be this yeah. like cookie cutter. Like you can't. Like they're doing stuff that's really not great for creators, especially smaller creators, and especially creators yeah. who have more, more mature content. Honestly, like more mature content yeah. is gonna is gonna die. And but I was like, and I was saying like, how do you you know how do you continue as a creator? And I was like, well, direct your audience. And I think Patreon's a great way to do that. Um, yeah, because or like, your own like, website. I mean, yeah, yeah. Patreon and like your own website and Patreon, and that's like you have full control over who's coming into your into your platform. You don't have to worry about kids and all that stuff so yeah hey this is for this age if this if you want this tier this is the age for this tier yeah. which know? patreon actually snuffed that out too actually i i tried to do that for a little while and i i had a big back and forth with them for months actually did multiple emails mm. uh trying to change their minds about that <laughs> and present you know arguments for why it should be that way they don't they don't agree so they're very much either a mature uh, platform or or not, and, oh, and I see. about what you can put on there. Because I, I had a mature tier for a little while. Sure, and I had a few patrons on there, but they um they forced me to take that down. It was either or, so now I just have you know it is what it is. Um, and it's mature, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm hey. not trying to appeal to to kids either, but for sure. at the same time, I'm not trying to be just adults only either. I think there's a not a gray area, but I would say teenagers and up is more my target audience. For the sure, kind of stuff that I used to read when it, when I was a teenager is very similar to the kind of stuff that I'm making now. But uh, right, you know, it's it's such a tough topic. The whole Copa thing. I, I feel like it was rolled out with the best intentions, but not in the best way. I'm still I, trying I, to sort out what all the new stuff is because I don't know where this new stuff is coming from. I yeah. the last time Copa was actually was updated was 2013. And right. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. And none of and none of this like, oh, we're gonna like scour YouTube for channels that are not right. complying. None of that was none of that's in it. So like well, I don't know where this new like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna check every channel and, and find what people happened who aren't was part of it. Like, YouTube whatever. basically a long time ago um was kind of under fire for appealing to, to a younger demographic than they sort of let on. And so uh, the government, you know, came down on them and said, hey, you know, you, you can't be catering to, to children. You have to have clear 
you know, clearer def definition of the kind of content that you're trying to to market and all that. And so they they basically told them, okay, sorry, we're gonna do what we can to fix this. And so they they essentially, with just a verbal agreement, kind of promised that they would police their platform more and that they do not target kids, that they would not target kids through their ads and stuff like that. And now all of this is happening because YouTube got in trouble because it turns out they actually were, like very intentionally. Their algorithms were funneling children into the platform despite them not, they weren't supposed to do that. Right. And so instead of completely taking the blame themselves and instead of finding a way to restructure how their platform works in a more nuanced way, they're putting the onus of proof on all the creators now. That's basically what's happening. It, so it's 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 just very ridiculous to me because it's uh it is it's a it's too risky. I I, I disagree that it's going to hurt the mature people more than the the children's content creators though because the oh if you're no completely no. mature content you're actually pretty safe if you're not doing any kind of I mean comic characters pretty much anything that could be a, a children's property is you could get in trouble for using it because technically you might be targeting a kid right but animation hundred percent mature you're safe but the but children's the but, authors but the thing about that is there there is there is kind of a gray area like i i actually sure. uh, i actually oh, yeah. messaged on fa on facebook uh our buddy from high school jared um oh <laughs> like i haven't talked to him in ages but like all i was thinking about while i was debating this and talking about this for the last few days i was like what about his cartoons like his cartoons are oh, yeah. animations but they're cartoon hookups yeah, like, no, are, you no saying, are you there. saying? Are you saying that you adult content? Right. Well, I'm like, so, but it's animation, right? Are 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 they going to force it to be kids content? Because yeah, like they because... have that, they have that, they have that option. Like they can override yeah. your decision, and I think that's right. bullshit. Like there is no true business reason to say, oh, you make kids content, therefore you should label it for kids. Because my thing is, how yeah. are you like my? I'm thinking for kids means it's going to be in the kids app. Now, granted, right. kids watch it on on the channel. There's no way to control that at all. There's just not yeah. because if they log into their parents' account, or if their parents let them watch it, or if they're not yeah. logged in, you don't know how old that person is. Yeah. So you have no way of knowing. So you, a you can't serve personal ads anyway, and b you 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 don't know if that person is a child, so you don't know what not to serve them. So they're right. just gonna find whatever they find. Well, they said they're gonna do it. Um... So I forget the term, but uh, machine was a part of this term. So they're they're automating it. It's going to be a bot that does it, not even people. Yeah, but so the thing is, I, I saw someone to find children's content. So yeah, like Jared's channel with the cartoon hookups. I mean, if they see an image of Spider-Man, especially since the way he draws it is very uh, cartoony. Yeah, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, it's going to flag that as you know, oh, mislabeled. This is for kids. Right. So, but and you know, the thing, like the, fu Jared, the fucked up thing know, about that, <laughs> the fucked up thing about that is that you have no way. What if it sets it, you can't change it, right? Uh, I and want, then you get in trouble for it, <laughs> right? Which is fucking so, like it's it's this whole yeah, it's a I'm, whole fucking I'm dumb. Thing. Gonna be done with YouTube. I I would have said check out my YouTube too, but very soon it's probably gonna be gone. Um, just is what it is but right. uh my my own website i'm i found other services that offer video services too so i'm i'm looking into some of that and i'm probably going to transfer some of my i jumped my on uh, i jumped on story fire story fire okay i forget what it was that i signed up for but 
it's good for tutorials and creating like chapters and stuff in your in your videos. So I'm going with something like that. Nice. It works almost identical to YouTube. It's just there is no uh, subscription list or anything like that. It's purely just to make and upload videos, and then you would put them on your own website. So I see. Which, okay, that, makes that sense. would be sysfiendcomplex.com. That's there you go. Not up yet, but there it will go. be. Sysfiendcomplex.com. <laughs> yeah. When do you when That's... when when do you foresee that going up? Um. Honestly, it's it's not on my on the top of my list of things to do because I'm I'm trying to pump it full of content first. Sure. But if I had to wager a guess, I would say you know start of the new year, that's going to be kind of a big deal for me. That at that point I'm kind of starting a whole new you know trying to get the comic out and all that. I'd like all that to sync up. So, um, yes, hypothetically, uh, that's. That's the plan. That's the tentative plan. So coming up in 2020, yeah. check out sysfiancomplex.com. Yep. Uh, we'll have that in the description down below because cool. <laughs> might not might not know how to spell that. <laughs> not, m many people won't. I, mean, I was looking at uh, maybe getting a different domain to, to easily link to when I do podcasts and stuff, <laughs> like the number 3.com, something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> something Something right. easy. Yeah. No. But yeah, that is the tentative plan, and I, I'm I'm looking to make it, you know, my little hub. I don't want to rely on Patreon. I don't want to rely on YouTube. I don't want to rely on any of this stuff. I, I really just want to make books. That's that's all I'm after. I'm not trying to make comics to get a movie deal or, or toys or anything else. I literally just love this medium. I have a lot of stories to tell. Love doing this kind of work, and so the less I have to focus on, the better. So. You know, over time, I really hope to kind of make that my my main platform, just my own website. I mean, that's always Let's the see. best. You're, you you live sure. by your own rules. <laughs> yeah. You don't exactly. have to. You don't have to con, con, comply with anybody else's rules. Yeah, because you never know. Stuff like this might happen. You know, a lot of people were touting how great YouTube was for the longest time, and that mm -hmm. it was the last bastion of freedom for creatives, and that right. here we could do all of these things, and you know, no one could tell us what to do, and now all of a sudden, boom this happens yep and you have like no time to prepare it's like what a month and a, a week or so to, yep. to completely restructure a during, business during the holidays on youtube during the holidays i mean yeah what are people gonna do you have people you have people like jazza that will survive um but he's probably also gonna have to he's probably gonna have to adjust his revenue stream yeah because his his yeah. ad money is gonna be way lower Yep. realistically speaking because he's and he's going to lose all the i mean like a lot of the features that you lose as a as a four kids creator are important <laughs> yep yeah they're setting this weird precedent that you're not allowed to make money if you're making content for children and what the hell what that that makes no right? sense but they're still going to make money they're yeah. they're, they're exploring yeah. what kind of ads they i'm like you're going to serve toy ads you're just going to serve more generic toy ads yeah, probably. Like it's the same. <laughs> it's going to be the same thing you've been doing, just in a less specific format. Yeah, which that'll then lump all the the video content creators into the same category as a lot of comic artists, or you know, there is no platform that people trust that we can send them to to get indie stuff. You know, yep. you could say, oh, check out the Kickstarter or whatever. No, I don't know. I can't get that at Walmart. I don't. I don't know about that. They don't understand. They don't. So I don't know. I feel bad for all video content creators. Feel bad for everybody. Something, something's got to give. 
I know there's a big strong push for all independent creators right now to to get more no to be noticed more and to be accepted as a as a viable form of entertainment that people could spend their money on and I don't know what the solution is but we'll see maybe some new platforms will roll out, roll out in the next few years that'll be just independent you know some kind of like uh, like the independent film channel but for comics and for uh, <laughs> YouTube video content I don't know I don't we know need we need something is, we need something yeah. We're gonna leave it there. A little, little some, somewhat somber note. We need something. On a grim something, note. Something needs to happen. God damn it! Uh, if you, That's how I like to end it. If you, if you are that someone who can make that something happen, let us the fuck know. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be it for this one. Thank you, Mike, for hanging out. Much appreciated. Oh, for sure. Thanks know, for having me. Mike. I know it was last minute, but I'm, I've been meaning to get you on podcast again. So. Sure. Well, anytime, man. Just here making comics. That's what's up. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the next one.